Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers, and welcome to episode number 94 of the Next Level Authors Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name is Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every single goddamn mother in week is... Sasha Black. Um, 94. Fucking hell. 94. We are nearly 100. We are one 11-year-old summer holiday away from (laughs) episode 100. Unbelievable. What are we going to do? Should we run it live? Should we do a live episode 100? I think we should do a live. I think we should have balloons. I think we should have wacky waving inflatable flailing arm two men. I think we should have music. I think we should have parties. I think we should have booze. I think. Excellent. I, I mean, I'm joking about this, but at the same time, like episode 100, that is, that's big, man. Okay, let's do episode 100 live. I'm, yeah. I'm putting it out there. It's going to happen. We'll run it through the Facebook group and have patrons on, maybe. Yeah. Episode yeah. 100 of the podcast that neither of us were going to start. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute insanity. Absolute oh, insanity. March of 2020. Well, I think February we might have spoken about it before, like, you know. Two whis- years. Before whispers of the virus. Yeah. Um, two yeah. years we've been doing this. Two wow. years. I feel older. We're echoing. Have you not got headphones in? I can fix that. Yeah. So it's not my week, but I'm going to lead. How are you, darling? How are you, darling? how am I I'm good I'm really good I've had a very strange week it's been a strange week it's been a weird week um because the first week of January like literally was 78 years long and then then this week has gone really fucking fast um but in a really good way I I am doing things so differently and I really feel like I'm settling into things that work for me and saying no to shit that doesn't work for me and people's expectations and um yeah I'm just I'm very I'm very full of like the joys and I really started this year really low and fed up as well so this is like a massive turnaround for me well yeah I mean listen to the energy switch from like the intro last week yeah well like I started this year irritated because I thought I was going to come in and you know have finished off everything and get to start all the new stuff and that wasn't the case but then the difference a week makes oh my god this week I have finished um a novella finished editing a novella I have finished uh editing the anthology the only thing I have left to do for the anthology is the introduction which I'm doing this afternoon that is two books going off to the editor and then I've already made all of the changes to Trey um from one beta reader and I uh, actually had a second beta reader this time just because I was so it's been such a hard book to get done so I I did ask a second beta reader and um so I'm just waiting on that feedback and that's coming at the end of this week so next week I will go into the very last read and tweak before I send it off uh to yes the editor so then that will be three motherfucking books to the editor by the end of this month and then next month is a completely fresh start and I am fucking buzzing my little titty tatters off for next month like I'm so excited I can't even begin to tell you um so yeah but right also though <laughs> it's causing problems for me right so I'm just like 
I'm like a fucking broken trolley with a broken wheel, like just uh, circling, going worst. in a circle. I know, right? Because I have, like, I haven't had a clean slate in so long. I don't know how to approach a clean slate. And so <laughs> I've got like, I've got, I've got like significance goals, things that I want to do to have an impact. And then I've got like competition goals. And then I've got like financial goals. And those things don't really, they don't really align align well they align but they but but time-wise they don't align Mm. right so that you know I have to make a decision (laughs) about you know like what I'm going to do next or how I'm going to split my time and if I can split my time or if I just want to do like project to completion so yeah I don't know I I haven't made up my mind and this is why I can't this is why I'm struggling to set uh, to like commit to the q1 challenge because mm-hmm. i haven't put the decision hammer down yet and yeah. and that's why i'm like i can't i don't know because i don't know um so yeah but also i'm really loving like that freedom to not know and not have it written down and ju- just to like be like yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do next month but it's gonna be wicked yeah so yeah um and one last very big announcement i have been alluding to the thing for a really long time i think it probably i I probably started talking about the thing back in august um and basically i was approached by a korean publisher um uh for they were interested in uh the 13 steps to evil how to craft a super bad villain uh, in translating it and i thought this was a spam email so i i like googled them and they seemed genuine so then i was like ah um this looks genuine so i went to the alliance of independent authors and i was like is this a real email (laughs) Do they really want to look at my book? Anyway, and it turned out that it was real. So um, I sent off my books and then they came back and offered me a four book translation deal, at which point I was like, Uh, out of my depth so um very gratefully very luckily I got to work with a literary agency so Ethan Ellenberg of the Ellenberg agency and uh Ezra Ellenberg who actually deals with the translations uh, so I have been working with them and uh, I am pleased to announce that it is over the line. The contracts have been signed and uh, yeah, I have a four book translation deal uh, for my nonfiction uh, in Korean. And uh, that's about as much as I'm allowed to say. I did ask permission if I was allowed to say I, I can't really say too much more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is very huge. fucking exciting. It's huge. I can't wait to have hold a book in a foreign language that I wrote and have no oh. fucking idea what it says. But like, like I <laughs> hope this is accurate. <laughs> I wonder um, so. I wonder how nuance works translating from English to Korean. <laughs> yeah. And so this is. This is really interesting because um, so Angela Ackerman and uh, Becca Puglisi are also published in Korean by World Books uh, Publishing. And um, uh, she did say that um, some of the things that are difficult for translations are when you have really nuanced sort of idiom fills, filled language, which obviously I have a lot of dick jokes and sarcasm and very like Britishisms, even though I write in American English. So, um, yeah, that will be interesting and may prohibit me in future. I don't know. But um, it it seems like quite a lucrative avenue to go down. Um, So it's definitely something that I will now be pushing Ezra (laughs) to uh, uh, investigate further to see if I can get some other translation deals because it's lucrative. That's all I'll say. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, very happy, very, very happy, very excited. So yeah, how was your you. week? Well, I just do just want to say massive congratulations on that deal to start with, but also like how I can understand how huge it will be to feel that weight of all of these burdens that you've been carrying for so long, just like starting to come off your shoulders because we do, we get really like in the weeds, we accumulate stuff that we like start and then like other shiny things come along and then other things that are more strategic come along and like to, to shed that. And yeah, it's just, it, it must be like lovely to have that sort of clean slate coming. It, it has been eight months. I've been working f- towards a clean slate for eight months. So like, uh, and let's, you know... let's, let's put that in perspective because eight months of Sasha work is about four years of standard person. So like, let's put that into some perspective. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Uh-huh. Like I have had to work my fucking ass off and it was completely, completely like my own fault and my own making. You know, I opened so many tabs um and I just have learned a really hard lesson about not doing that and so I'm not gonna ever do that again I'm, I'm really approaching work in a different way now um but uh yeah I definitely feel lighter I feel freer and I feel more more able to make decisions which I haven't been for a really long time and I know that sounds ridiculous because I'm like I've just said that I'm going round and round in a circle but it's because I've got the freedom to make the choice mm-hmm. and you know I know I will make the choice but um the other thing I have learned about myself is that my brain will not allow me to make a decision until I have, until I'm at the point that I can go. Yeah. So, and so this is what's really, I don't know how I'm going to set goals for the quarter challenge because until I've sent off Trey, my brain will not, I, I've just stopped trying to make the decision because mm-hmm. I won't be able to. The minute that book goes off, I know I'll know what what's next. Um, and so this is part of, uh, I think part of, learning because and and why I don't know if this is an influencing thing or what but Becca was like you know people who are very dominant in influencing just follow their like their anchor and their like guiding light you don't necessarily need to write it down because you just know and you're always like 10 steps ahead so I know that I'll know as soon as as soon as it's done but yeah I don't know I just feel it yeah anyway I'm yeah. just talking around in circles huh. but yeah yeah how um, was your week my week was good it's productive i've been dictating i basically after we um did our podcast last week i sat down and i did a very thorough time audit on the stuff that i'm doing and um because i just felt lost and murky and mixed and obviously i know a lot of that was a hangover from what happened at christmas and having to get straight back into work but like realistically time doesn't stop for nobody so i i went to a cafe i took the day just to write down a piece of paper i started off with a heading things that i have to do then a heading things oh, that I want good. to do yeah. and then a heading things that I should do. Oh, Dan, I love that. Yeah. And then the things that I have to do, which obviously are like solely me, things I'm contracted to, you know, things that are sort of very much people pay and rely on me to do. Like I listed those and then went into my calendar and blocked those in and like basically started with a fresh calendar. And then things that I want to do, which was numerous. I then picked two of those to work on. That the ones I wanted the most and the ones mm-hmm. that I could fit in within the obligations of other stuff I've got to do. And then the things that I should do are now all things that I am going to be in the process of training my VA to deal for me. So I don't like, so they're still happening. They're still working. I know they're being taken care of, but they're not in my brain anymore. And that itself was such a, a liberating exercise just to refocus because obviously there are things that in a business you have to do that you don't enjoy doing that you can't outsource and it's very easy sometimes just to go um oh, I'm not going to think about these but then they come back and bite you in the ass so mm-hmm. I am 
prioritizing the right things and I'm in a much better sort of headspace with where I'm going. I have to say, I have also ramped up the amount I'm outsourcing yeah. and I had a conversation and was like, look, how much can you take on? <laughs> Cause I am literally doing like three or four people's worth of work and I mm-hmm. just can't like, and if I want to, to do more creation, I have got to outsource some stuff. So, um, yeah, I have really stepped up the amount. Like, and it, I'm shitting a brick if I'm perfectly honest, yeah. because obviously it costs money. Um, well, it's also such a a change in mentality because when, like, so and I don't in any way want this to come across negative because I'm respectful of every person at every level of their journey, you know, the stuff they're working on. Because I've been there, I've been through the whole, you know, system of writing and then learning all the different things. But I'm looking at people who are doing like newsletter swaps and like really focus on like that one book and like marketing that. And I, I can't do that because of the other stuff I'm doing. But there's a part of me that really is like, I should be doing that stuff because that is the stuff I used to do. But the reality is, as you grow, you have to be much more strategic, especially if you want to scale with where your attention lies. Mm. And so as much as I can do those things, as much as, you know, I occasionally do do those things. The reality is for that to work, I need to give that to someone else. And I need to be focusing on the stuff that only I can do to make things grow. And it's been um, like <laughs> I messaged um, you and some other people yesterday with like a massive, massive shift in just a couple of things in my head. Um, and like, yeah, I just I just feel a lot clearer right now. Things aren't easier by any means. And there's definitely still a lot of work to do. But like I, I, I feel good. I feel good. good. I'm, also, I'm also growing nine cactuses okay <laughs> like awesome yeah bailey wanted a cactus for christmas and nanny bought him a grow your own cactus set which is awesome and it comes with a tray to grow nine cacti cacti cactuses whatever it is so that's happening and then the other thing i do just want to say um thank you very very much for all the people that sent me pictures of floppy disk drives um, <laughs> whether that's in emoji form via email comments messages or JP, who very kindly created a The Other Stories artwork with a fucking floppy. Oh, my God. Artwork. That was so good. It when was he very said well done. that, I proper, like, snort cackled. Like... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So <laughs> thank you, everyone. Seriously. That seems gone down well. I've also had a couple of old school friends comment on them. If people haven't <laughs> seen it, it's a, a video on my Instagram, at Wilcox Author. Um, and, yeah. And the funny thing oh, is, dude. like, I know, I know some of their fears, which are as absurd as mine was. So... <laughs> Interesting you, wait, time. you wait till your birthday <laughs> oh jesus christ <laughs> Do you know what because this is interesting like without without taking because like it is a phobia of mine but it's not like a, a hardcore one but i do know like, it's it's really easy with a phobia to be like oh you're scared of snakes here's a snake but the fact is like that's a genuine phobia for some people yeah. so it's like a weird thing to then send people lots of things to snakes so I know like, when when I admitted one of mine um that's all that people were posting in my Facebook group and I was like this is really mean mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh I know what yours is yeah 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 <laughs> so I was like yeah anyway I I have three and I'm not talking about them uh because I don't wish for people to send me stuff <laughs> Interesting. uh what's something that you've enjoyed this week Oh my God, this is something I have enjoyed this week. Fresh by Margot Wood. Fresh is, uh, well, it's marketed as young adult. I think it's actually new adult because it's set in the first year of uh, college or university. So it's about freshmen, a freshman. Um, It has a bisexual female protagonist. It is incredibly sex positive um, and it is fucking 
hilarious. <laughs> like I proper like piggy snort cackled laughing, um, pissed my wife off because I was laughing so hard, like rocking the bed laughing <laughs> while she was trying to sleep. Um, oh God, so, it was so, so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Like as you're like, ah, ah. And she's like, shut up. Um, yeah. So I really, really loved this book. It's funny. Um, she basically can't choose a major. And, and it's, so it's coming of age. It was really weird. And it's kind of what I want to write, like in terms of um, I'd love to brand it more as coming of age, but like later coming of age. So like 18 to 21. Mm. Um, and I hadn't really thought that you could brand that YA, but apparently trad publishers don't really discern between YA and, and NA. Um, because this felt like YA as well, even though it was the age range of new adults. Mm. So it was quite odd. It was quite enlightening for me to read that. Um, but yeah, it's anyway, so she can't fight, she can't decide her major. So she does some like ridiculous class, like eroticism and film and literature or something, and then goes off and like basically bangs a load of people, uh, try to like find whatever her erotic, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like um, CD or anything like that. It's just like funny and like, like, you know, those first few times that you have sex and stuff. So it's actually hilariously funny. Um, and it really reminded me of my uni days and that like the carnage of my first couple of years at uni. Uh-huh. In fact, all of the years I was at uni, which uni. were many. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I just fucking loved it. It was proper throwback. It was funny. It was, there was lesbian rep in there. And yeah, it was just like, I, I also died a little bit because it's exactly what I want to write. And I was like, oh, she's already published it. That's mm-hmm. the competition. But yeah, this is you know. my book. No, no, I don't <laughs> want to write it. Every book. single word I wanted to write and she stole it. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But um, the other interesting thing about that book is that it's fourth wall breaking the whole way through, which was really interesting. I didn't I ex- see that a lot these days. You don't see that. And it's dangerous because it doesn't always work, but it it did work in this instance. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. I am going to go over to um, season two of The Witcher just because I've been making my way through that. I've been enjoying it. It's gross. The story's great. Like I enjoy the acting. I think it's just, for me, it's just um, a lot of fun. Although I am finding it very interesting that, because I know there was a lot of controversy about timeline switching and things in season one. Um, And this one is much more linear but it definitely feels a lot there's much more um story building and world building so it's a little bit slower but it does kind of have all of the hallmarks of the witcher that i enjoy so i will watch anything that henry cavill is in because i would do a lot of bad things to that guy but um i did not enjoy the witcher season two i thought it was awful i thought it was boring i lost no spoilers i've not finished it yet okay i just thought all that backstory and politics like i just didn't i just lost it's definitely a different feel to season one yeah i loved season one season one was phenomenal oh Um, i loved it have you watched the wheel of time yet no so i watched the wheel of time at the same time i was watching the witcher season two and that was an interesting experience to watch them at the same time Mm. Mm. okay have to check mm. that out mm. um and i do want to say like the other thing that i enjoyed this week is two of our old friends re- re- reunited on the right as well podcast oh my god i loved it i loved it oh uh-huh. i loved it so much oh actually can i add another thing because no. rachel's no oh. i'm running 
<laughs> Go on. <laughs> Rachel um, did another episode. Uh, I listened to it this morning. She does her annual money episode, what she's earned. It's mm. so interesting. It's so interesting because nobody else talks about money. Yeah. And I like she really inspires me. And one day I hope that I can talk about money and how much I <laughs> earn and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, it was just a really nice nostalgic episode. Like just I think they only came together to mark the five year anniversary of the fact that the podcast launched. And the biggest takeaway for me was that I cannot believe it's been five years. I remember where I was in my journey the moment that episode dropped. I remember first hearing Joanna Penn saying Jay Thorne's got another new podcast and rushing over and listening to it when it was um, the petal, the petal to the, to the metal. metal. Yeah, yeah. And listening to that and kind of going from day one. And it was very much a case of Jay was on the cusp of going into full-time author work and now he's just, you know, thriving in it, doing amazing things. And oh, no. like, it's just beautiful. It, it again comes back to that kind of adage of we overestimate what we can achieve in a year, but we underestimate what we achieve in like five or 10 or whatever, like mm. bigger chunks of time, because they're both just doing incredible things and they're awesome people. So that was a nice little bookmark in the week. That was. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, quarterly confessional. So um, let's do. So. Me and Sasha spoke just before we recorded and for the Q4 challenge, I think we've had about um, 11 people jump in and do their comments. We're going to give people just an extra week to put your comments in. So if you want to shout what your accountability was, say whether or not you completed it or not. Um, massive thank you to Chelsea for putting a video up of her doing the whistle cracker challenge. Um, I don't know if you've got anything you want to add to that, Sasha. Um, just that we see you. We um, we love both you. now read yeah the comment that you made, and yeah we are sending you love and support, and yeah what a hero for still doing the challenge because I mm-hmm. think that is you know you didn't have to admirable so yeah 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 and going into Q one we are going to be launching the Q one challenge so by the time this podcast airs that will be up on the Facebook group. Um, it's very, very similar construction. We didn't pick a forfeit. We will have picked a forfeit for people. <laughs> but also we are giving away two prizes. So, so if you're new to this podcast, this is how it works. Jump over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash next level authors. And then there will be a post where throughout January to March, you can basically make yourself accountable and list the things that you're going to achieve by the end of March. If you complete those things, say so and you'll be entered into uh, a prize draw to win one of two very very amazing prizes um so sasha do you want to say what yours is and then i'll say what mine is yeah i'm going to give one of the winners a copy of my villains masterclass and i will be giving away a full unlimited membership to activated authors for a month so get your accountability in hold your feet over the fire we most certainly will make sure that you do and we look forward to seeing what people are going to achieve at the start of 2022. Um, oh, I could say, well, I'll, I'll quickly say, so my, my quarterly challenges for this one, I'm going to be dictating two novels. Uh, I'm going to be launching a survey and I'm going to be writing three short stories. So get involved over on Facebook. Uh, Patreon. No new patrons this week. But if you would like to be one of our patrons, our lovely patrons who get early access to all of the episodes, as well as other random bonus things, then you can by visiting patreon.com forward slash next level authors. Yeah. And we'll be doing our next live hangout on the 30th of January. <clears throat> yes, that's true. Excellent. We will put that in Patreon. 8 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. We're on it. <laughs> level ups. 
level up this week is Karen Heenan, who says, after recently getting my rights back this week, I got my ebooks back for pre back up for pre-order on um, <clears throat> the 3rd of December. And I'm in the midst of formatting the paperbacks. The level up is that I'm now doing it all myself. I also finished the first draft of my fourth book and it's now resting until January. Um, smashing it. Smashing it. Yep. Comments. Um, just one comment on uh, what pieces of yourself do you put into your writing, which was from Edwin Downward, who said, uh, in my world, I my worldview into writing by way of the philosophies that guide my main character and how he interacts with those that he comes into contact with. The question does give rise to an observation I've made over the years of submitting my works for critique into challenges and even professional editing. The closer I get to creating a moment based upon personal experience, the closer I have to the closer I get to having the reader comment along the lines of this is unbelievable no one acts thinks feels that way which mm -hmm. is really interesting and sort of highlights the difference between fact and fiction um and story and what story really is and the fact that uh it's not real life yeah. um and yeah that is interesting so thank you very much Edwin for that perfect question of the week <clears throat> so this is gonna be an interesting one um and as usual, it's always sort of later on during the weeks that the questions come. But um, I, as I alluded to earlier in this episode, yesterday feel like I had a real moment about myself, about my business and about some of the projects I'm working on. And what I found is that over the last few years, there have been moments of clarity. There have been revelations. But this felt different. This felt like a genuine, like real breakthrough. So my question to you is, for you, what does a real breakthrough feel like? And when was your last? Oh, um, that's hard. I've just spilled coffee on myself. Hey, again. <laughs> what was the last? That's really difficult because I have, I, I'm quite lucky. I get quite a lot of epiphanies. But that's because I'm really uh, not very self-aware. Um, what? what does well so I talk about literary orgasms quite a lot and that hmm. tends to feel like a bit of a breakthrough in in the book and that can be like that can have a physicality to it as well so that can be like I can literally have to be like grabbing hold of a counter because I'm like oh what a brilliant idea you know um <clears throat> I don't know. It feels like an alignment, a shift in me, I would say that there is definitely physicality to to real genuine breakthroughs. Um, it that's a really hard question because a breakthrough can be a decision because I always talk about how there's a difference between decision-making and decision-making yeah. and that decision-making mimics that alignment and, and that feeling of clarity. Um, oh, Dan, this is really hard. I don't, yeah. Cause So, so when was the last like fundamental shift in your business and the way that you see things and yeah that's that's because like I say like it's I, I get a lot of sort of smaller moments of oh this or this but like for me this felt like the earth moved 
I think I don't know that I've had one uh, because I would say that they've been all medium sized. Um, I think the last one was when I stood in that tree. Um, so when I was like mm. really depressed and had really bad anxiety and was not in a good place mentally um, at work in the middle of December, Atlas hadn't slept through a night yet and he was almost two and I stood crying in a tree in the middle of winter when it was raining um and the earth moved because I knew at that point like it was I was definitely in a hole that was my lowest point and I knew no matter what happened I wasn't giving up it was black or white it was life or death I was going to leave that job to write full time or I was going to fucking die trying, mm -hmm. like literally die trying. And, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't suicidal, but I had definitely had not nice thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that moment in that tree was that point where I was like, I am not going to allow this to happen. I am not going to allow myself to crumble I will not lose <laughs> like I have to win I have to beat them and 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 it was a moment of no more and even though I knew in that moment that there was a shift there was it was like a shift in the universe a shift in me a shift in my empowerment a shift in my ability it was a resolute I'd already won like that was the moment yeah. I decided I'd already won like and that's the strange thing like that's that's what I have to do I have to decide that it's already done and then I make it happen in a weird way but when you decide or when I personally for me this is how it works when I decide it's already done there there is it there is no, like everything else gets out of the way yeah. and 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 so but the thing the strange thing is it still took like two years after that point but um everything became easier everything became I don't know like everything everything became much more uh I could cope I don't know this is really weird I um yeah I I oh god it's throwing me back to like the mindset I just I had I used to I had some really horrible thoughts mm -hmm. when I was there and like it really it really that was the moment I, I said no more. I wasn't going to give up. And it made everything so much easier, even though like it, it was all mental. It was all mindset shift. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, you still have to go and do the work, but it makes the work easier, more enjoyable. You, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I don't know that for me, like, so I suppose whatever everybody's individual strengths are, there's a different way of them framing, like, and it's definitely about framing. I decided I'd already beaten them. Everything was about winning against them. And, and that is pure mindset, right? Like that doesn't work for somebody else, you know, for Chloe, it might be about being in charge or being on top or, or getting clarity because command is often about creating clarity. Um, but for me, I had to win. I had to find a way to win. And that is absolutely like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think the other, maybe the other, the, the other shift um, has been not all in one go, but I think the cumulative effect of the shifts has been as big 
as that and that is learning about my strengths Mm. and learning that it's okay to be competition and I say competition not competitive because there is a difference different connotations yeah yeah there's different connotations um and embracing that because I have so much power to win Mm -hmm. so much like it is it is everything to me. Winning is everything. Um, and I don't mean that in like a negative, I have to beat somebody or whatever, just in that, that is how I reach my goals and how I drive myself forward is for whatever that win is. And so like right now, um, and this, and this is really interesting, right? So I learned recently that significance can have, actually not that recently, this was last year, but I learned that as with significance, which is also one of my influencing strengths, you can have an audience of one. Mm-hmm. And I decided that my audience for one particular goal is me. Yeah. And I have been like telling myself my whys for certain things. And it, it makes everything so much easier. Like, mm-hmm. so I feel, I think my conclusion is that when you have these alignment shifts and you have these breakthroughs, it makes life easier, right? That is what it is doing. It is providing clarity and reaffirming things that you probably already knew, but you didn't know that you knew. Um, and then it makes your path and your your journey easier. It's like clearing the way. And that doesn't mean that the work is going to change. It doesn't mean you're going to have to work any less hours, but it's like breathing 100% oxygen. It mm-hmm. just, it, it, yeah. I don't feel like I've necessarily answered that question very well. <laughs> I think there's definitely beats in there. You definitely sort of like hit on the, the main points. You might have some more to add um, after I've done my bit, but like... Okay yeah so like where to even begin so one thing that i love is watching people's journeys especially in how if you go back to and let's take people on youtube for an example because that's a very visual example you can quite easily see where someone is now and see where they were five ten years ago and what i find interesting about that kind of thing which i never used to understand myself is that you can give yourself a goal but that goal isn't the end point like that's what you aim for, but it's not always going to be the end point. And over time, you're allowed to change your mind. That was such a huge revelation for me a couple of years ago in counseling was you're allowed to change your mind. That's the thing that does happen. And, you know, life isn't just this one direction that you follow for, you know, 60, 70 years, whatever it is. Um, and I feel like in a very, very real way, I cannot be more thankful for the shit show that was Christmas because <clears throat> what that did to me was on a very deep fundamental level showed me what I wanted and what I valued more than anything else, like clear the bullshit aside, like what is it that, you know, morbidly speaking, if I was to die this time next year, what do I want to have left behind? What are the things that like really, really matter to me? Mm. And, you know, that's kind of been lingering in my head. I've been doing some reassessing, reevaluating, looking at projects and things. And then it was just, for me, it was just so bizarre, like yesterday, because I've had um, revelations and breakthroughs before, like I had quite a similar moment to your tree moment in which, um, I don't know how publicly I've spoken about this and I won't go into massive detail um, just out of respect for other people but I I was shutting down work one night and turning all the lights off and then basically froze with my thumb on the um, light switch just because I didn't want to do anything like I didn't want to go back into the life that I was living I didn't know which direction to go I was stood like and I'm not exaggerating I was about 15 minutes just stood in the dark with my, my thumb on the light switch but in that moment, you kind of, you have to make a, a fundamental decision because that's not okay. That's not a way to live. And, you know, a lot of things change from there. Um, and 
yesterday I should have been working, but it was like a day where I woke up, my mind felt activated. I did the basic things that I needed to do in the morning. And then I was like, you know what? I need to clean and clean my environment because I want to work. But at the same time, there's a mess. I just, you know, I know that mental health wise, it's going to help me to be in a much cleaner space. And then I'm literally just washing up. And then my mind basically, I don't know if you've ever seen Chuck, but it basically like just flashed with images of like, all the different pieces of my work, all the different things, ideas that were coming up, like things that I wanted. And like in about, I don't know, a 10, 15 second moment, I just kind of blinked and was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I don't know, it, it just felt liberating and right and freeing and powerful and exciting and energetic. And I phoned up a friend pretty much straight away and was just like, is this a stupid idea? And they were like, no, this is amazing. And I was like, okay, cool. This is this this is the direction and one thing that i have decided since christmas is that just in general sort of apart from podcasts and things like publicly and outwardly with a lot of stuff i'm doing i i want to um go a little bit quiet because there are certain projects i'm working on that i want to focus on and i want them to be the best they can be and one of the decisions i made from christmas is that i'm going to return back to my early mornings to give myself an hour focused on the things i want to work on in the morning and just doing that and getting into that rhythm makes me for the rest of the day feel like I'm doing the right thing and makes everything else easier. And then the other stuff that I'm doing, and I know I'm speaking very general here, but I, I, I can't help it. This is just where I am at the minute. Um, and the other stuff that I'm doing now, even though I don't often enjoy some of those bits, feel like they have much more of a reason to it. So it's fueling me towards this new space. And yeah, it just, it, it just I don't know, like I feel energized i feel like it's going in the direct, right direction i feel like it's probably the most truest to me that i've been in a long time um and i will say i'll give um one specific at least because um like it's unfair i think just to you know speak in generalizations but um one thing that i am doing is massively deprioritizing fiction so i'm still going to be writing my short stories which i've written one this month and i absolutely like i'm enjoying that process and i think just having that little fiction outlet is helping but for now i'm not working on any well apart from one but i'm not working on any major fiction projects because i just i have this focus i have this thing that i want to do and it feels right and it feels good and it's a possible path and i'm there so yeah it's like compared to last week how bummed out i was and you know all the other crap that happened over christmas like i'm, I'm i am thankful that that happened because it has provided some real clarity and like that's where I'm going forward but it, it does feel like an alignment it feels like lots of pieces of the puzzle fitting together um I I no joke was sat down for about 10 minutes after just like dizzy and lightheaded and like suddenly like drained of energy um and these moments they don't happen that often mm. like I can't apart from you know the sort of state of catatonic um that it was like there are, there are always moments of inspiration and motivation and like, I want to do this and I want to do this, but there's a real, like, I have to in me, which, yeah, it just, it just feels, feels amazing, to be honest. <laughs> so, Good. I'm yeah. glad that you feel that way and that you're energized. There's nothing better than feeling energized about work. Mm -hmm. Like I hate coming to work and, you know, we don't create these, these businesses and these careers to come to work, not energized. So, no. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, do you have anything else you want to add to that? I don't think so. I, uh... yeah, I think 
Christmas showed me a few things and there's definitely some stuff that I am working towards and just lifestyle stuff um that has surprised me about what I want and what I thought I wanted so yeah Yeah. that's interesting but yeah no I don't think I don't I don't I don't think so I am also being quieter about um what I'm working on yeah 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 I will say as well that one um another of the the fundamental shifts just in my mentality is because I've been involved so much in sort of like the rapid release the writing fast all that kind of stuff like everything felt like I had to go quick and with latest stuff it's just not like it's happening it's going to be quality it's you know a bit of a longer term um view on things but it feels nice to slow down and to dive in deeper and like you say it's sometimes it's just making that decision I actually found um a quote in I was reading green lights by Matthew McConaughey like a couple of weeks ago there was a quote that I sent to a few people which is um sometimes which choice you make is not as important as making a choice and committing to it and I think that's kind of what you're describing there like just once you pick it and go for it everything else kind of starts to move out of the way and it just becomes easier mm-hmm. so yeah our question to you guys is what does a real breakthrough feel like and when was your last and I'll be very very interested by this question just to see you know how that works with different people yeah yeah I yeah feel like I have breakthroughs all the time but not huge ones I think yeah well I've definitely yeah I've definitely had like smaller ones and little things popping around like like the the floor fucking moved for me <laughs> and it's weird because yeah I'll, I'll I'll just leave it at that but it's it's fun it's fun cool all right well all answer right. the question over on Facebook or on Patreon get involved in the 2022 Q1 challenge Get your comments in in the Q4 challenge and we will see you next week. Bye bye. Oh, wait. One more thing because we didn't do notices and I promised myself I'd do this. Me, if so for anyone who's interested in writing short stories, particularly short horror stories, myself and Luke Condor are running a writing short mini horror stories um, in February in which we're going to be taking people through uh, inception of an idea all the way through polished draft in seven days. And you can find out more about that over at theotherstories.net forward slash mini course. And we'll put a link in the show notes. Did you have anything you want to add? No. No. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become next level authors. authors.